thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey, lovely people out there in podcast land. This is uh, Mums the Word and you're listening to Kaz Jaff and I'm bringing to you another episode this week of our fabulous award-winning podcast. We are discussing postpartum relationships and I guess it's something you haven't really heard about much before because this topic is too often overlooked. And so I'm thrilled to bring you Gail Bussy, who is uh, really an expert in this area and has made it her work. And as a postpartum consultant, she's passionate about preparing expecting parents for the normal changes and struggles that they are likely to face in the postpartum period. She also visits the new parents in the privacy and convenience of their own home, exploring the individual and relational concerns, challenges and conflict faced during the many transitions into parenthood. Gail works towards empowering and supporting new parents by suggesting strategies, ideas, and teaching new skills, gently guiding them through this vulnerable time. She knows that the whole family benefit when a healthy new normal is created. And I, yeah, I can't uh, stress it enough how necessary this is and uh, and how we really don't hear about it and how it can um, lead to, uh, to stress and, um, I guess, disharmony. And that's definitely not something that people ever plan on and definitely not something that they would ever want around a new child that they've brought into the world. So I invite you to listen and uh, listen to some of the concepts and strategies that Gail brings and enjoy the episode. See you next week. Gail, I am so excited to have you on Mum's The Word. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, Kaz. Thank you for having me. So I am a birth doula and postpartum consultant. Um, I live in Melbourne and um, work all around Melbourne, uh, particularly Bayside area. Um, So where shall I start? Shall I start at the beginning of my birth journey? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. It started when I was 25 with my uh, first pregnancy um, and I was searching. I I loved being pregnant and I was searching for some sort of birth preparation classes but not the um you know conventional hospital ones and couldn't I don't know I kept hitting um walls and couldn't find anyway found this wonderful woman in the community who was a bit alternate she'd just come back from India and she was teaching classes and I look back now and think yep she actually got me on this path I felt so empowered and so ready um to birth my baby um not even thinking that anything would go wrong Uh, affirmations I'd never heard of affirmations didn't know what they were but certainly you know jumped right on them and loved them the ones I had created so I was lucky enough to have an awesome birth experience and that's um, now 27 years ago um, had my second son 16 months later so life got in the way and um, I got busy with the boys and they were in primary school and I went back to study and did a diploma in community services focusing in childcare. so that was a nice area for me and then Got divorced and found myself as a single mum with two boys and started up my own business, as um, which I was running from home. I had a nanny um, recruitment agency, babysitting, servicing clients all over Melbourne um, in hotels and um, 
permanent nannies, part-time nannies, etc. So I then knew what a doula was, but again, they, they were very rare at that time in Melbourne. Um, so in that time of running the business, of course, I met my second husband, got married and pregnant again. So I had my daughter eight years ago. There was a big 17-year gap. So I found myself running a business, newborn baby and teenage boys, um, busy. And although the irony here is that I had a database full of amazing, wonderful nannies and childcare workers, etc., very capable to look after my baby while I ran the business. I was 43 and I made a choice. I, I wanted to raise her and be there for her 100%. So I sold my business. And that's when she probably turned about, she was getting on to two when I thought, now I'm ready to be a doula. So I then did the training. So I've been a birth doula now for coming up to seven years, uh, six years, uh, which has been wonderful. And in this time as well, I've been a volunteer for an organisation called Caring Mums. And Caring Mums services the um, Glen Ira and City of Port Phillip, two, two councils um, here in Melbourne, where we... We're volunteers that go and visit. We're matched to a new mum and we go and visit her once a week for a maximum up to two hours for a whole year. So we get trained in, in what our expectations are. And it's really not about babysitting or hanging out, washing or anything. It's really about supporting the new mum with um, whatever struggles and needs she has. So through my doula work and visiting, seeing clients, working with clients and visiting these new mums, I just couldn't help but see. It was hitting me in the face all the time that a lot of these new mums were not prepared for after. So here I was preparing them for birth, which was which I last did and still love, um, a little bit of postpartum work, but then there's the there's the three months, the six months, up to a year afterwards, where I felt um, there was a big gap of um, these mums being unprepared. So I was searching as to how I can you know work with these new mothers um, and couples to prepare them more so in the postpartum. And I came across Ellie Taylor. I don't know if you've heard of her. She has written a wonderful book called um, Becoming Us, Eight Steps to Grow a Family that Thrives. And Ellie designed a model um, of uh, her through her, her book and her research to um, – to train people in, um, so of course I jumped on that um, in the postpartum relationships, etc., um, and prepare parents for all the multiple transitions that they are going to face after they've had a baby and in the on, you know, in that first year. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, it was a shock to me to hear that 92% of parents um, report conflict in that first year of having a baby. So whether that's conflict, you know, internal relationships of all sorts, um, spiritual, generational, social, cultural, whatever sort of conflict they go through, that's huge statistics. So I just felt this desire to want to um, 
make a difference there. So I've done the training with Ellie and I'm now focusing my work on postpartum consulting. So what I do is I found that this also is um, something that very valuable that I do. I'm not sure how many other people do this, but I actually do the home visits. I, I know that when you've got a new baby or a couple of babies, toddlers, a toddler and a baby, it's really difficult to get to an appointment um, outside the home. So I do the home visits and I meet the mums and their partners in the comfort and convenience of their home. Um we can discuss all sorts of issues ranging from that total overwhelm and generally not coping to feelings of isolation, conflict with a partner or other family members, um, the disconnection. We talk about the communication skills, um, expectations. That's a big one because, you know, we really focus on the realistic expectations as opposed to unrealistic ones um we discuss religion and culture and identity that's also another big one because many women find that can be quite um, a significant change once they've become a mum so we focus on their specific challenge and together as um you know as them as a couple or individual with me we make a plan we discuss strategies we learn new skills um, we find resources to help her um, or to help them to adjust to their new normal. And, fantastic. Uh, Sounds mm. really fantastic. I, I can't mm. imagine anyone wouldn't want to, you know, mm. to know more about it and, you know, have that for themselves. Yeah, I, I think it's this exactly many, many benefits. Um, so it's all about uh, the planning and the preparation. Ideally, it would be nice to be able to um, be prepared for these things beforehand, but you know, you can only be so, you can only prepare so much, can't you? you these, um, it's such a big change that I know that, that couples think that they're prepared. You know, they, oh, they've changed the room, they've bought the car, some of them are renovated or even bought a new house and, and they've got everything they think that they need but they forget to look at their relationships. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah. Very external. Stuff. That's, that's exactly all assuming right. that, you know, the pregnancy goes to plan, the birth goes Correct. to plan. I mean, if you've got, you know, you just literally went on maternity leave and then you have the baby the next day, and I've heard mm. that many times, there yes. was no time to unwind or prepare and suddenly you didn't even have nappies in the house, for example. I mean, you know, yeah. you're really just thrown in the deep end or, or there's a sick child, you know. Correct, you know, you premature. Might, yeah, premature yeah. and yeah. or something went, you know, that you might need to stay in ICU. I mean, I myself have a story where I had to be, you know, separated from my toddler for the first four days of my second child's life because the toddler's mm -hmm. not allowed to stay at the hospital and you want to stay at the hospital with your newborn because you want to breastfeed them. Exactly, yes. These and the things that people don't even think in their it, mind. You don't, and that's exactly right. So I found myself preparing couples for the birth of, you know, what if this is to happen and what if that, you know, just expect the unexpected. We'll discuss it so we have a plan just in case. Obviously, you know, you, you have a different plan, but at least you've discussed it beforehand and, and it's there. You know, you've you've had it in your mind. But not a lot of them do that for the postpartum. They're not a lot of, you know, I had a couple who um, she didn't, she was devastated because they didn't have any family here and her husband would leave in the morning at 7 and be home at 7. And when he walked in the door, of course, he'd had a full day 
and that and she had like a two-week-old baby. So he would get changed and go for his run, which he always used to do. And all she wanted was just hold my baby, take the baby, because she had no other support. Mm. And they they weren't prepared. And this went on for some time until, of course, you know, she she couldn't cope anymore. But they just weren't prepared for something simple like that life change and that expectation that when you walk in the door, I'm going to need you. Um, you know, this is I've been home with my baby all day. So it caused some conflict between them. And I mean, all he thought he was doing was something what he's always done you know, something normal. So, you know, it wasn't until 9 o'clock that night that she got a break. And um, so it's the little things like that, but, of course, there are some bigger things, issues as well that um, couples need to address. And if they're, if somebody can be with them beforehand or, or during to guide them through uh, to navigate options, um, strategies, you know, how to get a little bit of time out, how to get some exercise, how to prepare a meal. So I'm about in empower- sounds like how to have some community. I mean, if you're at home yeah. with a newborn with no one and your family's mm. overseas, I mean, that's very isolating. Absolutely. Throw in winter and then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really hard. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so if we can, when we discuss these strategies and we discuss these options, I mean, the benefits are huge. And then, of course, they can lead to when women aren't prepared and um, and find themselves isolated or in conflict. I mean, we know where that can lead, not for everybody, but um, there can be a lot of postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety and it can, you know, spiral. So by having that support, like you said, the community, the village, um, the planning, the preparation, I'm not saying you can cover everything. And, um, and I know even if you do all of that, it's still things will pop up that you didn't expect, but it can definitely definitely um minimize a lot of those stresses and conflict yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, there isn't there isn't any bigger um identity shift in your life really i mean that's right you know yeah. you yeah. are not the Huge. same you know you you're completely selfless now it's not just about you mm-hmm. you know you may not even get time to shower i mean of course with little ones you don't even get any privacy mm-hmm. you know there's no <laughs> time to even be you sometimes I know. And this is the sad part about our society, the modern society, where there's an expectation to get back to who you used to be, even if it's just physically, get back into those jeans, your clothes, whatever. Oh, wow, hooray, I I can fit into my, you know, pre-birth clothes. Um, But but really, you know, is that what's so important? And what about acknowledging that you're never going to be back that person I mean maybe physically you will be but you're a mum now so like you say there's no huger change and um, in other cultures I know that they really celebrate that rite of passage into motherhood and um, you know they acknowledge and embrace that change and they certainly support it very well don't they you know yeah for, I mean, they have the 40 days 40 days yeah exactly confinement yeah. so all of that just means you know here we are entering this new um stage of our lives where you know there's, there shouldn't be an expectation of us being a different uh, sorry of going back to back to before you know let's celebrate who we are now so i think um yeah that, a lot of work needs to be um a lot of awareness 
needs to be raised on that one as no, well. I think it's even, yeah. even the internet, really. I mean, of course, there are blogs out there that, you know, obviously people are sharing their story that it's not so easy and, you know, certain standards that we cannot live up to. But you've also got the, I guess, for one of another name, Elle McPherson type people that are in, you know, the bikini modeling, you know, mm. uh, six days later after their baby and they've got a flat tummy. Or, I mean, Instagram cannot be helping uh, yeah. people in this transition. I know, I know. It's um, yeah, it's it's destructive, is for want of a yeah, better well, it's word. Yeah, just an expectation. Yeah. I mean, that we cannot reach. It's unattainable, yeah. I guess. And that's right. And with with caring mums, I mean, is that something that's open to everybody, or, or how does it actually work? Um. Okay. So, well, it's open to anybody in. <laughs> At the moment, only through the Port Phillip Council and um, the Glenira Council because of, unfortunately, lack of funding as because it's a volunteer organisation. So um, I'm happy to leave uh, the details. Oh, I don't have a, I don't That's have okay. the phone we, numbers, we but can I can, in the yeah. Notes anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what was your question? <laughs> Sorry. So can, can anybody, um, we should mention yeah. that it's quite late at night because we both uh, got children and besides uh, ourselves. So, yes. You know, the train of thought for all of us uh, might be a little bit sketchy. But, no, with caring mums. Yes. Is it something that anyone can sign up for? Or is it Absolutely. So you can self they, you can self-refer. So um, certainly, you know, if you're struggling in whatever in whatever area, um, you can ring up and um, Michelle is the coordinator and she will try if there are, is a volunteer available to match your, um, you know, she's very careful in matching personality types, uh, cultural types. I'm not saying that necessarily you're going to get somebody of the same culture, but she's very sensitive to that. Um, and um, the volunteers are all mothers and we've all been trained um, to be able to support the new mothers. So, yes, uh, the GP can send referrals as well or um, the maternal um, child and health nurses can also refer, but uh, like I said, self-referrals as well. Yeah. So yeah, open to anybody but in those two um uh, vicinities yeah and of course that's yeah. just one part of the work that you do as well mm, mm. So, so my question is getting back to that 92 percent that of mm. having conflict is that mm. here or is it in the west or is it i mean where is that 92 percent is it just global i think it's global yeah. yeah from my understanding it's global so it's pretty huge isn't it yeah, yeah i mean of course yeah. you've got like you said internal conflict you know conflict with parents about how to parent i mean yeah well, there's so many transitions when you become a parent and there's a lot of information on parenting. You know, there's just so many resources in breastfeeding and which is, of course, huge and not easy for a lot of women um, initially anyway. And um, you sleep, sleep consultants and, you know, routines, etc., for raising babies, but not a lot of resource and information on the transitions into parenthood and what actually happens to you as a mother or in a relationship. So, um, yeah, there's um, certainly those changes of the, the physical, more so for the mothers than, than um, the partners, that's for sure. And that can even affect um, the bonding, you know. So there you go, just because if you've been the one who's carried the baby um, perhaps and you're breastfeeding, well, it's likely that you may bond with that baby a lot quicker than your partner and then that can cause 
issues between you and your partner or for the partner themselves, you know, just not feeling connected or it can take longer um, and uh, those sorts of things. And then, of course, there's the emotional transition and um, couples can feel, you know, very vulnerable in their relationship um, during this this uh, parenthood, you know, the beginning of their parenthood journey um i know that one common issue certainly is the financial changes when um when people have their babies and um you know one partner gives up work so there's so many areas that can cause conflict um i can imagine also just throw that in with a bit of lack of sleep that goes on for months on end indeed short you know short fuses and things like that indeed i mean there's the whole um sexual um you know mismatch of libido you know for the you know, well for for one or both and yeah that again can cause conflict um yeah there's there's a lot of um well obviously people used to maybe hidden issues more before they had mm. kids and you know, mm-hmm. a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's massive yeah it's truly massive so i really feel that um they need a lot more support a lot more preparation um more awareness of what's what they're entering into regard and not 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 to mention the sleepless nights and um the teething and all of that yeah no and and in some of the i guess we would say the private work that you do is it is it is Mm. there some sort of point where people generally tend to make contact is it a crisis point or is it yes yes and that that, cannot be easy work that's not easy yeah that's actually yeah quite challenging for me really because um they're they're just crying out for help because obviously like you say there is the lack of sleep and um there are so many issues of um mixed feelings for both parties and uh, yeah recently I was called in to a couple um and it was difficult because you know the the mother she just wanted to walk out and uh and and leave and you know I felt I felt that it was my job to, you know, try and keep her there. I mean, there wasn't physical abuse. Obviously, when we have extreme situations, um, we need to get professional help and um, and seek, you know, professional services. But my role is um, really about providing the strategies and the skills and um, hopefully the improved communication and understanding. So in this particular um, case, it was really about, I suppose, mediating and um, diffusing the that situation and then, you know, just trying to um, figure out a way to I mean, are you, help are you, them move forward. Are yeah. you sort of working on your feet there or is that some of the training from Ellie Taylor? Well, I mean, this is yeah. not an easy situation. Yeah, You're that's not right. a trained psychologist. That's right. Couples, you know, like. Exactly. And and that's a good point that you brought up, Kaz, because part of my work as well is having um, available to me so many resources that um, as required I will refer on and, and suggest to these couples that, look, this is out of my realm yeah, gotcha. and, um, and this is what I suggest and, you know, recommend. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like in that situation um, recently that I'm mentioning, uh, we were talking about validating, validating her, validating him. I mean, I was sitting there listening to both of them with very real um, frustrations and disappointments um, and stresses and obviously neither of them were hearing each other because they were just, you know, in their themselves. Yeah, exactly. So 
yeah, a lot of it was really it's about validating because how many of us really, we just want to be heard. So many mothers, they just want to be heard. They just want someone else. Today I saw a woman who is a single mum and, you know, her parents are wonderful and they're supportive. But, you know, she's just not feeling like she's being heard. And when she says she's tired because she's been up all night with the baby, her mother says, well, I'm older than you and I'm tired. <laughs> so that's not helpful. Um, so it's about being, yeah. A Which lot is of- the mum wanting to be validated, I guess, for what, you know, what she's uh, done in the past as well. I mean, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. If you could, I mean, give out some advice to people, obviously, you know, we said it's not normally someone, you know, a couple taking the preventative approach, but is it, would you see more success in the couples that let's say had a doula in their birth or is there any link that you could see, you know, I mean, obviously everyone goes through change, but who, are the, mm. who where are the cracks? Where do you think they come through? Is it just pure lack of communication or just uh, no idea of what they're in for? Yeah, unprepared. That, that's where the crack, cracks are, I'd say, unprepared. Um, they're, they're in the bliss. I mean, they're just in that pregnant, loving oxytocin bubble of, um, you know, excited to have their baby and doing everything around that and preparing, like I said before, maybe for, uh, you know, financially where they think they have, they are. So they're the ones that I see who are the cracks who are struggling are certainly the ones who are unprepared for um, those other issues that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, those changes. Going from two salaries down to one Mm. is a big shift. Mm. Uh, yeah, totally. It is. And where you think that you can cope, um, not everybody can. Yeah. So, and I mean, let's face it, some people need professional help later on. And so they're not, um, you know, they're prepared to pay for it. But if they haven't budgeted for that, then it dips into, you know, their savings or their money. And, and that can, you know, be something they weren't prepared for. Yeah. So, yeah, if they've or like you say, premature baby or any health issues. Yeah, that was what um, I was thinking if there's any link to um, mm, birth outcome. Um, look, it adds to stress, but I think it's a lot about the relationship and the communication because I've seen couples who communicate really well and they have some really serious, you know, issues going on, but they manage it very well because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've been able to, communicate well and support each other well i mean these days as well you're hearing a lot more about um the fathers men um experiencing or or being there's evidence of postnatal depression in men so i think that that needs to be acknowledged as well so when both couples can see the changes or struggles in each other then they can manage a lot of the things that are going that are ahead of them yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be illness or finances or um, lack of sleep, yeah. And unfortunately, I think we still live in a culture where it's somehow not, you know, not seen as um, brave or strong or or asking for mm. help. Yeah, that's right. And asking for help is is a big one because I think a lot of people see it as a weakness. Yeah. When in fact, no, it's about 
yeah, coping. If you're asking for help, you're just asking for to be able to cope and yeah. to manage. And there's yeah. a baby involved, of course. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, amazing. Well, I'd love you to share mm. um, a quote or an affirmation with us. Yeah. So look, I mean, this is probably one that I've had for many years that um, connects to many, many um, experiences in life. And uh, well, there's two of them, I should say, and they both probably have the same meaning. Not by, I don't know who, uh, who said this once, but anyway, I often say to myself, yeah, no, but I say this to myself and to others that this, this too shall pass. I mean, we all know that one or nothing stays the same. And that I, I use that for both the, the joys in the joyous times. I acknowledge that this will, I mean, this too shall pass because one day, you know, this celebration or this joy won't be here. So I'm just going to be in the moment and um, and offer gratitude and uh, enjoy it as well as when, you know, when there is pain and when there is stress and when there is conflict, it also passes. It doesn't stay the same. But by for me offering gratitude, I know that there is healing in the pain. So... I don't know if that no, makes sense. No, I love sense. it. It definitely makes sense. I think yeah. it ebbs and flows of life and you don't mm. go down until you know up and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've definitely heard that one before. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. We can all relate as well. Mm. Well, um, you know, on this uh, podcast I try to create a village or a community where we mm. don't have to reinvent the wheel and we can feel, that, mm. you know, we're, we're sharing some struggles and, um, you know, and that we're not alone. So I'd love for you, if you could, um, to share a time that maybe wasn't so rosy and was maybe a little bit of a struggle and I guess uh, whether it was personally or professional but more so what did you learn and and how did you get out of the bind? Wow, it's a biggie. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, you can take your time with this one. It's all about sharing. Oh, it's about sharing. Okay, it is very personal. Um, So six years ago in 2010 I lost my father and my brother two months apart from each other, um, and my daughter was 18 months. So I found that incredibly hard, as one could imagine, because here I was trying to support my mum who lost her husband and son where, you know, they were my father and brother, and still be there for my daughter and, of course, the teenage boys in the background or around, well, they weren't in the background, they were around, Um, but, you know, a bit more self-sufficient. So I definitely struggled to to take care of my own needs at that time because I was just too busy, you know, trying to look after my daughter and and my mum and meet their needs. And so I found myself with this overwhelming guilt um, for my daughter that I just wasn't being the best mum that I could be for her. Um, now I know, and this is another one of my little sayings is that when you give birth, you get guilt <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I ever knew what guilt was. Um, oh my until, God. You're uh, so right though. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. yeah. Until I, I had my first son. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? How us mothers just get that. So, um, you know, I look back now, of course, and you know, the grieving process and etc. Um, and I understand that it was a pretty huge time and I was doing the best for her 
um, that I could with what I had. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, how did I get through it? I think just time got me through it and um, and I grew, of course, I, I grew in many ways through that whole journey. Um, and But what I did learn as well is that I gave her perhaps a bit of a gift, even though she was quite young, to show her that mummy has been sad and um, grieving but has been able to recover because sadly there are mothers um, around whose children watch them very in very dark um, times and don't recover or, st- or stay there for years. I mean, there's many children who grow up looking after their mothers, don't they, when they're very, from a very young age um, who are, who are me- with mental health issues, mm-hmm. etc. So I suppose my, my lesson here was showing her that this is just normal. This is a normal part of life, yeah, of feeling... Um, sad and then recovering yeah but it was difficult moving right along on oh, a professional yeah. <laughs> okay I need to set that say that fast um the professional struggles for me were I suppose what perhaps many people go through is the self-doubt um you know am I doing a good job and etc um certainly as a doula well I don't know, I would assume a lot of doulas do this when um, a client first rings me. I meet them for an interview to see, you know, whether we're a good match. Um, And the first one that rejected me, that was tough. (laughs) I wasn't ready for that. Rejection, what? Um, But, of course, yeah, I mean, I I had to just process that and, um, and it's all about growth, so... Yeah, that's what I learned through those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear what drives you and gets you up in the morning, considering (laughs) some of those would be very early and on call and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. what gets you doing what you do? Uh, well, my daughter wakes me up early in the morning, so that's <laughs> that's what. If, if I didn't have her, I'd be sleeping in. But um, on a serious note, look, the, honestly, it's the desire to make a difference, um, uh, however big or small. So it's the the inner satisfaction that I that I get from knowing that I have done something to or said something to support um, a woman mainly women of course sometimes the men but um, yeah and to help another individual I mean that it's as simple as that really it's it feels good inside yeah <laughs> definitely serving others um, yeah if you could go back in time going into our little time machine and you can go back to yourself when you were first pregnant, what would you have left to hear? What would you want to tell your younger self um, just with the wisdom that you have now? Yeah, certainly to tap into and find my intuition and, um, and learn to trust it and know that it's always right. I didn't know that then and, um, yeah, certainly that's what I would encourage other people. It's not something that comes naturally to a lot of women, girls, people. I'm certainly trying to raise my daughter to trust her intuition, that feeling, you know, what if it feels right or if it feels uncomfortable, etc. cetera. Um, we have so many choices and options out there for, for birthing and um, for parenting, for everything. So... You've got those choices, so tap into you know what what do you connect? What feels right for you? Yeah, yeah, the tummy mm. test. Mm, exactly. Okay, and this might this might be a little bit harder. What was um, the best advice that you ever received? 
Well, it also might sound a bit funny and weird, but I used to see a uh, Chinese practitioner. Not and he was at all. <laughs> no, not that part of it. it's not weird. It's, uh, <laughs> weird was probably the wrong word. And um, and he's actually, you know, Chinese himself. So, of course, I would go and visit him and he would continuously tell me to let go, let it go, whatever I was, you know, on about. Um, <laughs> and I would say, okay, yeah, but how? Okay. So this is already a number of years ago. Um, and... Uh, and one of the things, one of the um, stories he would say to me, I'm not sure if this is appropriate for your podcast. Oh, but no, it's all appropriate. I'll go for it anyway. So he used to say, imagine if you haven't been to the toilet for a day. We're talking about um, opening your bowels. Imagine if you haven't been to the toilet for a day. Okay, so you might feel you need to go, but you don't go. And then, you know, you wait another day. That's two days, three days, four days, five days, and the build-up. And you're eating and the build-up and the build-up and you start to feel pain. And it's uncomfortable and you really can't function properly because you're in so much pain. It's it's taking over you. And then you finally go to the toilet and you re- you let it all go. You release it all. What does that feel like? <laughs> it's so it's such relief, you know, of letting it go. Oh yeah, and this you- is a really good analogy. It's fabulous. I, I really loved it then and I, you know, often use it. You use so, that with your birthing women as well. Um, <laughs> it always it just depends. Um not so, yeah, not so much with the birthing women to be honest, but more about the um the the parenthood journey. You know, a lot of new mums hang on to stuff. Yeah. And uh which often can can be um destructive it can yeah then so letting it go I mean a simple thing like the house the household and it's untidy etc and and they can be quite neurotic about keeping the house clean all the time with a new baby or a new baby and a toddler and um so yeah I do suggest that they let it go but it's about how to and and it can become all it can come encompassing <laughs> so um you know it takes so yeah. it can and the, and you know it's like pick your battles or don't sweat the small stuff or you know prioritize um so learning to let go and that relief that you feel when you've actually been able to let go of something it's a good feeling on yeah. a personal level one of the things that was really challenging for me becoming a mum was punctuality i I really prided myself on being punctual all the time and that's really important to me. And then when you're running late, because literally as you're walking out the door, they've done a big poo up their back and you go, right. you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, getting used to the fact that you would run late. And I used to get, you know, a little bit upset that people who had children were, were running late and their whole level of time, and then suddenly you're doing it. And, you know, it's a real challenge just to let it go and life yeah. happens. Yeah. And and then really, you know, what what was so terrible when you did let it go like what actually happened if you were late or if the house was untidy or yeah does it did the um you know were you reprimanded for being late to an appointment to people probably no understood. you have to let the hair go and the makeup go and <laughs> there's a lot you gotta let the, go the black clothes go you know yeah yeah well there's that that sense of control as well and um I know there was a woman that I saw that um, was a career woman um, in the corporate world and had a baby. Uh, I think she was in her late 30s at the time. So it was very important 
to her with her new baby that she would be in control of this baby. And we all know that that's really hard. So, um, you know, she would front up to the, her appointment at the maternal health centre and she would look immaculate and, you know, the other mothers would look at her and, th- and be envious, you know, the hair and the clothes and, and the pram and everything. But when it came to holding her baby and managing her baby, she just um, she wasn't connected. She didn't. She struggled. Yeah. So, yeah, not everything is uh, what you see, I suppose. And, no, it's um, often very hard for those people to not let go of their corporate world to even get pregnant. I think because they don't yeah. have space for the baby. Mm, you know, that's that, another. That's another podcast episode. That's another podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you to share some invaluable resources for the listeners um, that could help them a little bit more on this yeah. topic of how things might change when baby arrives or just general postpartum relationships with themselves and others. Okay. Well, there's um, COPE, C-O-P-E, the Centre of Perinatal Excellence, which, um, you know, is on the, on the website um, that offer a lot of valuable resources and um, programs. And, I mean, I do, there's Panda, of course. I, I don't know if everyone knows about Panda. Um, now, of course, there's Ellie Taylor's Becoming Us book, Becoming Us, Eight Steps to Grow a Family That Thrives. I would highly recommend that um, people read that before they have the baby or certainly while they're breastfeeding at any time yeah, during the um the new parenthood journey. Is the um, website to C-O-P- e. E. C-O-P. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, let me just, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Dot or, oh, it may be dot .org. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Um, look, during the as um, a birth doula during pregnancy and new parenting, I really like the Belly Belly website, uh, website and, um, and my all-time favourite of um, Pinky McKay. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, Dr. Sarah Buckley. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> so, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. We really need to get her on. We really need to get her on the podcast. Yeah, I'd say do. Every, every, every or every second episode um, her name People, comes up. Her name comes and up. And she's okay. great and I'd love her to do her hormonal uh, yes. um, work anyway. Um yeah. Well, of course, uh, I'd love you to share how we can best get in touch with you and find out more about the services you offer. Can you share okay. your details? All right. So I'm at soulsisterdoula.com and my Facebook page is soulsisterdoula and my email is gailbussi, G-A-I-L-B-O-U-S-I at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing complicated about me. No, that's and for you're sure. in Melbourne. So <laughs> oh, are you, and I'm in Melbourne, are you Bayside. More in Bayside. Yeah. You're well, yeah, that's, but I service all of Melbourne. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm, yeah. Well, it's been lovely chatting. Um, Thank you for I having knew, me, Kate. I knew it would be so easy as if you're in the, in the room with me or next door. <laughs> so I knew that anyway. Um, a real pleasure and um, well thank you for taking the time but more so thank you for serving and sharing your wisdom and doing the work that you do and yeah I really do think that there is a gap and um, it's nice to know that it's starting to be recognized and more so filled so that people can feel Mm -hmm. honored validated supported and and just um, 
yeah, just encouraged as well. I think it's, um, you know, sometimes we do need that little pat on the back and recognition. That's what I guess yes. is the word I'm looking for. Yes. Um, and, and, and the permission to create their new normal. And, um, and as Ellie Taylor says, to be learners and not experts. I, I like that one too. Oh, I like yeah. that too. I like mm. that too, to be on a journey mm. rather than, you know, already at the destination. Correct. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. I've loved this. You're welcome. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.